watching Inside Automotive with Jim Fitzpatrick. Good morning, everyone. Jim Fitzpatrick with Inside Automotive right here in the CBT Automotive Network. Thanks so much for joining us today. Dale Pollock grew up a dealership kid in Indiana and worked alongside his father, Len, to learn the car business. Dale ran his own line of successful stores for years until he followed his interest in computer science and eventually founded inventory management software juggernaut V-Auto. V-Auto, now part of the Cox Automotive family of businesses or companies, I should say, has been at the forefront of innovation for nearly two decades. Dale has written prolifically about the dynamics of the car business, and we are so happy to have Dale with us today. Dale, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us once again on the show. Jim, great to be with you. Thank you. Sure. So uh, lots going on in the industry. I want to take us back a little bit to uh, 2021. You know, it was a good year for most dealerships profit-wise, but there were and continue to be pain points. Talk to us about that. That's true, Jim. You know, the biggest problem for dealers these days is not selling cars, it's acquiring cars. And that's sure. something that we've been keenly aware of at Cox Automotive for the past 18 months. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Dealers have reported to me that they've taken their sales staff and said, you know, we want you to sell vehicles, but now we want you to turn around and take our database and start calling out to past customers and see if we can acquire the cars maybe that they're not using. And, uh, and, and it seems to be working well. I spoke to Mike Jackson on uh, what I think was his last interview at AutoNation before he left. And he said they purchased 30,000 cars in the last quarter doing just that. So it's interesting to see both large and small companies uh, taking that approach where they're having salespeople try to acquire cars. Yeah, and that's just the beginning of it. And that was the inspiration for one of our most exciting releases in years, our new global acquisition system, because you see the shortage of vehicles at auction and the difficulty of, of new vehicle inventory and the lack of trades has really forced dealers to source vehicles in, in new, untraditional channels. Traditionally, mm -hmm. it's been trade-ins and auctions, but now dealers have had to go to new venues to acquire vehicles from customers directly from their service lane. They're paying more attention to grounded leases. They're buying used vehicles from other dealers using new startup digital auctions. And for the most part, these new channels are relatively unfamiliar. So the, the, the methods and the success of dealers in these various channels is, is really all over the board. And we saw that as a great opportunity to create a system that will help dealers be more effective, more efficient sourcing cars, because that's what they're going to need to do to achieve the type of sales results that they experienced in 2021. Sure, sure. Exactly what does global acquisition mean and why is that important to have? Well, as I said, uh, dealers are now uh, sourcing vehicles from a whole variety of channels, and, and many of them are new and, and relatively unfamiliar. So their skill levels are, are still yet to be developed. And presently, there's virtually no metrics of measurement to know what constitutes a good job sourcing cars from customers off the street or from the service department or elsewhere. And without meaningful uh, metrics of measurement, you can't manage. And clearly what dealers are gonna to need to do is they're gonna to manage to higher levels of efficiency and effectiveness sourcing these cars. So the global acquisition system is the industry's first and only system that allows dealers a high degree of visibility of their performance, acquiring the vehicles from these alternate new channels, how they perform in their inventory, and ultimately how they sell. 
And when you see the metrics, it is eye-opening, Jim, because what you can readily identify is that there are some sources of, of acquisition that are just much more profitable and much more easy to obtain than others. And that presents opportunities for improvement. Yeah, for sure. Uh, can you explain how the data science behind Profit Time Global Acquisition works? <laughs> you know, I, I recently showed the new dashboard uh, to a dealer and every time you show it to a dealer, it's like, wow, I can't believe that you've amassed all that amount of data. And, and they said, how did you do that? And, yeah. and I said, well, it's, it's magic. Well, let me tell you what, what the magic actually was. It was our, uh, our, our director of innovation, Chris Stutzman, spending months at his desk mapping literally thousands of fields from uh, our database at Viauto and our database across Cox Automotive uh, to these various different fields that, that represent channels of acquisition. So it, it truly was the result of an incredible, tedious mapping exercise, but it also was only made possible due to the fact that we're Cox Automotive and that we have uh, incredible data from all sorts sure. of different uh, sources across the industry, both on the wholesale and retail side. So right. it, it really is a marvel what's been created. Wow, that's fantastic. I know the product has just launched, but can you share any early reactions to it? Yes, as I said, uh, as soon as dealers see it, and, and essentially what they'll see is a dashboard. And on that dashboard, they'll see uh, data rep from each new channel of acquisition. So they'll see the channel metrics for their uh, sourcing activity from customers, from the service lane, from lease returns, from digital auctions and, and other channels. And in each one of these channels, they'll see how many vehicles they've sourced from that channel, how quickly they sold, the type of money that they bought them for, the type of money that they sold them for, how long they sat in stock. And as I said, as soon as you see it, it's immediately intuitive where dealers can identify and say, oh my gosh, there's opportunity here or we're underperforming there. And that allows them to apply uh, focus and, and management resources to improve. So it also brings together tools for acquisition because you see when, when you source vehicles from customers off the street, uh, you, you need different tools. You need things uh, you know, that might be like Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer. When you source vehicles from the service department, you need tools to know who's coming in the service department, like our appointment scheduler for next time. And I can go on and on. So presently, dealers have to go to all sorts of different places. Even if they have any access, they have to go to different places to bring together these various different tools that makes the acquisition in those channels possible. So this brings together all of the tools in, in one place. It brings mm -hmm. together all the data, all the metrics for management in one place. And then it does one other thing that's really interesting and innovative. It allows the dealer to set a strategy for how much they want to pay for vehicles. And I'll tell you why that's meaningful. And I think every dealer can identify with this. You know, they'll appraise a car at a dealership and stop at a certain point because they don't think they can justify paying more, but yet their buyer will go to auction and pay much more than that uh, for <laughs> a car right. at auction, and and that's right. And and that and that represents a great you know opportunity to solve for, and this system will surface and reveal those types of of anomalies that will allow dealers to really coordinate their strategy across their appraisers and their buyers in terms of what they can justify paying for a vehicle from any given channel. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. So uh, the million dollar question does seem to be what happens when supply levels return to normal? What role does the software like ProfitTime GPS global acquisition then serve or, or you know, at that point in time? That's a great question. The, the, the supply shortage is going to be with us for a very long time. And, and I say that for two reasons. First of all, I don't think it's anyone's expectation that new vehicles are going to appear on dealers' lots uh, in any sort of quantity anytime soon. So trade-ins are going to continue to be short. But I think even more importantly, the auction and the wholesale market is going to be short of desirable late model of cars for years. Because think about it, Jim. Think about over the course of the last two years, how many leases were not initiated that otherwise would have That's been right. coming back into the market. And, right. and also think about how many fleet vehicles like rental cars were not built and put in service yeah. at rent-a-car companies that otherwise would have been turned back. So, exactly. so the pipeline of desirable late model used cars flowing into the wholesale market is empty. And it's literally going to take years for that to, to fill back up and, and those cars, you know, appear, reappear back in the wholesale market. So, so we're in the short uh, supply environment uh, for the indefinite future and likely years. Even when mm -hmm. supply does come back, one of the important lessons that dealers have learned sourcing cars in these alternate channels is that very often they can get them on better terms than, than traditional uh, sources. So, yeah. you know, even when it does come back, uh, the opportunities uh, are, are going to be there for a very long time. I, I, I agree. I agree. So let me get your take on this. And I know this is more new car related, but it does trickle down to used cars, obviously, as you were just talking about. Do you think lessons have been learned on the OEM side? You know, the, many of the dealers that I talk to across the country here at CBT News have said, we don't want them to go back to normal. I don't need a four or five month supply of vehicles on my lot. I need 45, maybe 50. Um, do you think they've learned their lesson and said, look, we can, the manufacturer can make money at that number. The dealers certainly make more money when they're not fighting each other for every last nickel and deal out there. And, uh, and, and yet the consumer's happy as well. So do you think that we'll see OEMs dial back the kind of production that we saw in the past? A hundred percent. No. <laughs> I, I've heard that. <laughs> at least you're candid with it. <laughs> I've been around the industry too long, Jim, <laughs> to believe that because I can't tell you how many times through the years for various reasons, proclamations have been made by the OEMs yes. that they're not going to overproduce, but, yeah. but it, it's never come to be true. And, and, and there's at least two reasons. Number one, it's, it's a very layered, complex supply chain. And yeah. the auto manufacturers have to signal down the supply chain tiers long in advance of what they're going to build. And once they, they make those commitments, uh, they have to deliver on them. And, sure. you know, also these are public companies that have to report quarterly earnings and there's, you know, hyper competitive. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I think that, I think there may be some attempts to, to not overproduce, but at the end of the day, uh, they're all fighting for market share and sure. it will come back. Yeah. So this ripple, the, the ripple effect from this, even though things are starting to claw their way back to some degree of normalcy, I guess it will take. You think we're looking at this well into 2024, 2025, we're still going to feel the effects? Absolutely. Uh, you know, who knows when new car production is going to come back. Uh, you know, yeah. we'd like to believe we'd start to see it towards the end of this year, or maybe we will, but it's very possible we won't. So it's, it's going to at least, you know, take a year or two, I think, for new car production to come back. And then, as I said, you know, late model, desirable used cars are, are clearly 
going to be short for years because that right. pipeline's empty and you can't just magically make it appear. So, so right. yeah, we're in this for a while. Yeah. Last time we spoke, which was back in September of last year, uh, you said to me, Jim, I can't believe I'm going to make this statement, but then it's the first time I've made it. But that is to say that in used car inventories on dealers lots are actually appreciating in value and not depreciating. Do you, do you still feel that way today? Well, we certainly saw unprecedented wholesale market appreciation over the past 18 months. And it's just not normal. It's just yeah. not normal. Um, and, and, and there are reasons for it. Uh, demand was especially high, largely due to a lot of uh, government stimulus. Household savings across America have been at unprecedented high rates of so people have been running, they've been spending it on, on cars. So demand has been super high. And, and the wholesale market being supply short, you know, leads to higher prices. But one of the things that really distorted wholesale values, at least in the fourth quarter of last year, was the fact that rental car companies who haven't been able to get inventory from the manufacturer have gone from being net sellers of used cars in the market to net buyers. So they went into the market heavy in the fourth quarter. They bought uh, vehicles for their rental fleets and they were able to justify paying money for those vehicles that would make no sense to a dealer because they monetize those cars differently than dealers do reselling them. Sure. So the rent-a-car companies have been a wild card that have definitely distorted it and have been a large contributor to the rising wholesale market. Now, here's what we think. And, and again, this is just a prediction based on best uh, information that we have today. We actually think that we're in for a pretty good retail demand sales bounce. Um, this spring tax season. Tax refunds are reported to be about 50% higher this year than they mm -hmm. have been uh, in, in previous years. Mm -hmm. So we think we're going to see a strong surge in demand and corresponding to that retail demand, we think we are going to see some wholesale price appreciation through the spring. We do not, however, expect to see the type of, of wholesale appreciation in terms of the amount or the duration that we saw last year. We're roughly anticipating, and I have to uh, credit Jonathan Smoke for this thinking and this information, but mm -hmm. he basically predicts that we're likely to see about a 2% uh, price increase over the course of the next six weeks in the wholesale market. So, so that's a little bit more appreciation, but, but not a ton, certainly not like what we saw last year. And then here's the last point I want to make on this because it's very important. We think that the uh, seasonal deceleration of wholesale prices that mm -hmm. typically comes in the second half of the year might mm -hmm. be larger than normal. Mm, Reason really? being okay. in part that uh, interest, interest rates are, are likely to be higher, uh, in, impeding retail demand uh, mm -hmm. in the second half of the year. And, and if there is any more new car production, if, if we see new cars start to appear in dealers' lots, uh, that will certainly take some of the wind out of used car sales. So what we would recommend to dealers is that if they, uh, if they stock up on inventory in anticipation of the spring uh, selling season, uh, be out of those cars, be out of those cars by July 1st, because the second half really could show us some accelerated rate of, of wholesale depreciation. So uh, just in the in, in tie putting a bow on this, and I appreciate all the time you've given us today. Um, what else will we see from, from you at, at and, uh, V Auto at the NADA 2022 show in just a few weeks? Okay, so thank you for asking. So the first thing I'm really excited about is that my sixth book is going to come out next month. There you go. And it's the whole truth. It's the whole truth. The new method of wholesaling vehicles 
the most misunderstood part of your business. So all <laughs> my previous it. books have been written. All my previous books have been primarily written about the retail industry, but I got really infatuated and intrigued with the wholesale market. You know, when things started sure. to go weird in 2020 and I started studying the market and I, I, I really came to understand some really incredible fundamental dynamics that I think, you know, impede dealers success. So I, I wrote the book, The Whole Truth, and, and writing the book actually inspired us at Cox Automotive to create a new, what I believe will be a game-changing wholesaling solution for dealers. Really? And there's much more to come on that soon. I'll give you a little primer. The, the, the name of that new solution is Upside, and uh, you'll understand why it's Upside when it comes out. But uh, we are going to change the way that dealers wholesale vehicles um, in a fundamental way that that advantages them like never before. So wow. I'm very excited. We'll also bring we'll we'll be we'll be announcing that and and showing that at NADA this year, along with our new global acquisition system. And by the way, our global acquisition system that I've spoken about is also causing us to rebrand profit time to profit time GPS, which stands for global profitability solution. So nice. lots of exciting stuff to come. And it's really a particularly busy time for us at Cox sure. Automotive. Is it safe to say that dealers that are listening, if they stop by the booth, they can get a copy of that book? 100%. Yes, sir. <laughs> and are you willing to and, sign it uh, for them? <laughs> for their collection? <laughs> of course. Yeah. That's, of that's course. fantastic. Of course. Well, it's uh, it's always great seeing it at uh, NADA, and hopefully we can get some of your time to get you on on camera. It's always uh, very enjoyable, and I know that our subscribers and viewers get a lot out of whenever you're on CBT News. So we very much appreciate all your contributions over the years, and look forward to the future. It should be one heck of a show. I think there's a lot of dealers out there that can't wait to get back and, and in person and uh, see one another and kind of celebrate the last couple of years of profitability, right? It's going to be great, Jim. And thanks for all the service that you provide our industry. Pleasure being well, I, with you. I appreciate that very much. Mr. Dale Pollock, founder of V-Auto and executive vice president of Cox Automotive. And I might add best-selling author now to that, to that list. So thank you, Dale, so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for watching Inside Automotive with Jim Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, Pash, Kane, Lewis, Greenfield, Reed, Dawson, Lopes, Rice. The best lineup in retail automotive. CBTnews.com. Subscribe today.